0: This is Stephen Adams, and this is Kevin Durant, oh sorry, <laughs> Kevin Durant, <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> good to see you mate, different complexion, okay let's go, so this is Stephen Adams, and this is Enes Cantor. you're listening Four. to the Down to Earth, Down to Dunk podcast, what? Down to Down to Dunk, Down to Dunk, I'll down say that, Dunk. <laughs>
1: introduce
0: yourself mate, here's Toon Adams and I'm Enes Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast, stay tuned,
1: Welcome to the Down to Dunk Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. And before we get started, I want to tell you about a live event that we're having Thursday night, April 13th. It's going to be at Anthem Brewing Taproom. We're going to do a live playoff preview. You should come, bring your friends. Fred Katz is going to be there. We're going to have other special guests Anthem Brewing Tap Rooms at 908 Southwest 4th Street. You can see ads for this on Twitter. We have one on Facebook as well. Come at 6. The podcast will be at 7 o'clock. A couple special things that will be happening. We have Chicken Express is bringing food for everyone to eat their chicken. So come and eat some chicken. Grab an Anthem beer. And then also our newest sponsor, Oklahoma Shirt Company, is going to be there with free... Oklahoma shirt company gear for you so come get some free stuff listen to a live show it's going to be super fun come hang out with us around six o'clock stay afterwards we'll probably stay there until uh, around nine o'clock so come hang out with us talk some thunder drink some beer eat some chicken and without further ado Mr. John Hamm how you doing I'm well how are you I'm doing great this is a really good fun time of the year
0: kind of is it's this this is um it's the
1: playoff preseason yes yeah we've got we've got meta world peace like scoring 18 points last night taking the lakers chucking, to, a, to another win they don't need
0: <laughs> chucking 10 three-pointers in a game like they, they
1: tried right. you know they tried <laughs> exactly. to lose we've got the thunder going to minnesota and winning without russ without robertson without doug mcdermott without Todd gibson uh, that was super weird. What are what are your thoughts on that game? <laughs> yeah, so I've got um
0: I've got a, a couple thousand words written up on last <laughs> night's game that I think um describe accurately um and kind of dovetail until no I don't know. Look, the biggest takeaways in the game last night, uh, Sabonis looked really comfortable. Yep. Um, we haven't seen that Monta Sabonis in a while, and Victor Oladipo was doing stuff. Yep. like not just uh i mean he, he was doing more stuff more than just like heading to the corner um <laughs> it, it's that thing you and i've been talking about all, all season and we know he's capable of doing a little bit more than what he's doing
1: yes he he had six assists nine rebounds last night did have eight turnovers uh i think a lot of that's just comfortability like he doesn't not used to having the ball all the time but he played really well he hit that massive shot at the end of the game to win it uh he was great like you talked about with sabonis Man, if you've been down on Demonis Sabonis, watch last night's game. I don't think that he's going to be a guy like he's not going to come to the Thunder next season and, you know, have a great offseason average 19 and nine with three assists. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I think that we have to acknowledge that. Obviously, Russ has had just an incredible season. But I think that, in a way, it's impacted Sabonis negatively because I think he feels so much pressure because there's so much Mm -hmm. NBA history wrapped up in this season for Russ. And any time that Russell Westbrook passes the ball to him and he misses, that's like, (laughs) I think that he takes that so heavily. And you can see it on his face. You can see it in the way that he goes up and down the court whenever he's not hitting shots. He just doesn't play loose. He's not playing like an NBA player should. But last night... All that was gone. I mean, there's no history in this game. This is the most forgettable game of the season for the Thunder because Russ didn't play. And he played like he's capable uh, of playing. He hit some big shots. He was rebounding. He was moving the ball really well. And I think that and remember, he's twenty years old. We're going to see a 24, 23 year twenty-three-year-old Sabonis that looks a lot like this on a nightly basis. That's going to play next to Stephen Adams. It's going to play with Russell Westbrook. Um, so, one, don't panic, and also don't overreact to this and think that oh, well, now we're going to see Sabonis really step up in the playoffs. Like oh, prob- probably not. <laughs> like he's he'd probably go back to like old, you know, little scared Sabonis after uh, after this game, but. It is nice to see these flashes from him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the other thing, too. I, I want to be really careful about how I say this, but I felt like last night the offense ran kind of more like Billy Donovan probably imagined or what he was brought in for. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, no doubt. I, again, this, that does that not mean they're better off without Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's just kind of there, there needs to be something in the middle. There needs to be something in the middle there, um, and so yeah, I again, last night against a, a terrible timberwolves team, uh, you know they uh,
1: the the uh, the B team came out and showed some nice stuff yeah, and I didn't think that, oh, well, they should adjust everything, and maybe they'd be a better team. I don't think that's right, I think that you have to play mm-hmm. your strengths and you have to play in a way that is beneficial to rest, but to me, I thought why doesn't the bench play like this every night? (laughs) That's what I, that's that's what I came away thinking is that basically these are all bench players with Steven Adams out there. um, And guys that probably won't touch the floor in the playoffs and Kyle Singler and uh, Samaj, Mm -hmm. I don't think will play a lot in the playoffs. I think that last night, like Jeremy Grant only got 22 minutes. I think you could see Jeremy Grant play 22 minutes a night in the playoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, where Bringness only played 15, he had a couple threes and he played really well. I think that you'll see him probably get those 15, maybe even 20 minutes a night um, if he can get right. Uh, So I, I don't know. I just wonder why we don't see more of that with the bench itself. Um, And it also gives me a little bit of hope for Sabonis next season to where maybe they can deal in his canter and Sabonis can step up into more of a scoring role and facilitating role on the offense. Yeah. So, but uh, other than that, I don't think that we should take a lot away from that game. Probably not. No, nor tonight's game against Denver, by the way. <laughs> right. And if you're going to the game, if I get this out early enough, uh, if you're going to the game, show up early because Royce Young just tweeted out that Oscar Robertson is going to be at the game tonight, and they're going to do a presentation for Russell Westbrook. So if you're able to go... Uh, get there early and uh, you'll get to witness some some really cool some cool NBA stuff happening um, yeah
0: definitely and you might you might want to get there you know between five thirty and 6 because you do have to get through security um, yeah you know there's gonna be a number of people piling in so just for best results
1: maybe just head straight there right after work yes our hot hand player of the week has to be Russell Westbrook 42 triple doubles He hit that game winner against Denver that just destroyed the entire internet. It was insane. And I think that if I were to buy him anything from Anchor Down, it would be this ADCB burger. It's two beef patties, jack cheese, caramelized onions, smoky mayo, mustard on a Hawaiian bun. And it's too good. And you get your house chips with it. So, so delicious. Go check it out at Anchor Down today. Uh, Also, playoffs are coming up it's a great place to watch a game and i think that you'll probably see us we'll do uh, a watch party at anchor down you should come hang out with us and watch the games a really fun place the patio should be open and be able to watch it on a big screen they've got great beer they've got great salads they've got great uh they've got this dessert that's this uh hush puppy that has gooey strawberry fritters with vanilla sugar it's incredible go check out anchor down today I'm starving. You mentioned all that. I am so hungry already. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's do some Twitter questions. This first one comes from Cody, son of Steve. And he uh, attached a little uh, video from The Ringer. And it's, I don't know if you have, have you had a chance to look at this? No, I haven't. Okay. So Bill Simmons, basically, he, he asks his question that goes along with this is, what do we make of this madness? Bill Simmons is proposing a three-team trade, and he says in his in this little video, I think this came from a podcast, uh, he said in the video he thinks Blake Griffin will be on the Oklahoma City Thunder next year via sign-and-trade, and he proposes a mellow to the Clippers, Blake to the Thunder, and Cantor and something else to the Knicks. Uh, trade. What are your thoughts on this? And do you, I want to, before I give my percentage chance of it happening? What is your percentage chance of something like this <laughs> happening? Uh,
0: Bill is very imaginative. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, this um, is this isn't yeah. happening, folks. <laughs> this is not going to happen. It, if I had a nickel for every you know trade proposal that Bill has come up with over the years. Um, yeah, look, it's it's fun for him. So, yay, yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's probably all we need to give that. <laughs>
0: um, when, when when is the last time that someone has thrown out uh, like you know like a national ride or something that works in the trade checker and teams go you know what I think that guy's onto something. Wait a
1: minute, get Phil on the phone. Let's, let's figure this <laughs> out. Especially with you have to, a three-team trade that includes a sign and trade. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, all you have to say. <laughs> oh, and a no-trade clause in Carmelo Anthony. Right. I do think the Clippers are a destination for him. Um, I think mm-hmm. that he would maybe waive his no-trade clause for that, but I just don't I, don't, I don't know. That just doesn't seem right. And would the, would the Thunder welcome something like that? I, I think they would. I think they would probably like to have another all-star, you know, or kind of fading superstar to go along with Russell Westbrook. Um, but I uh, wouldn't get your hopes up on fans on that one. Yeah. Um, this one's from Robbie Davis. He asks Kyle Singler playoff X factor. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um,
0: I, you know, and Barry Trammell wrote about this too, about how, you know, yeah. against get smaller lineups I, I just don't see it now. I mean, having said that, watch him come out and get 20 minutes a game in the playoffs. But I think there's a larger body of work that
1: shows his confidence isn't there as opposed to the past couple of games. Yeah. I mean, Singler has been in a suit. We've seen him in a suit almost all season. They gave him a really, really good chance to try to be this player earlier in the season. He couldn't do it right now. They're resting guys. Um, yeah. Robertson's going to get all these minutes. Um, is going to get all these minutes. Westbrook's going to get all these minutes. Abrinas is going to get all these minutes. The guys that they trust, the guys that they've counted on uh, to win big games this season, that's who they're going to go to. Uh, And I would be pretty surprised if Kyle Singler makes that cut because they have not been able to trust him in big moments. Uh, So uh, my answer would be no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it would probably take an injury to a rotation guy to even get him off the
1: inactive list. Sure. Yeah. Robertson would have to be hurt. And from all indications, he is okay. Or McDermott.
0: Um, yeah. it would take something like that. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, they would have to, you know, inactivate Cole or Collison and I just don't see either one
1: of those happening. So right. uh, probably not. Yeah. Uh, next question. Let's see. This is okay. This is from Todd Boy Twenty Three. Why is Deo still a thing? (laughs) I would be totally cool if all arena noise
0: was basically turned off. I know.
1: I know. Same here. It's just. I mean, the Thunder have been using the same in arena stuff forever, except for the fact that they took away DJ Boom. Uh, Rest in in peace, (laughs) DJ Boom. I don't know. This I think Todd is kind of highlighting the, uh, and we talked about this on the pod a lot recently. That the in, the in game experience aside from watching Russell Westbrook isn't too great.
0: Now, uh, between that and the dragnet theme, every time <laughs> someone commits a foul. Brr, oh. brr, brr, brr. Yeah. Oh, uh-uh. like, like that was that that was uh, mildly kind of interesting eight years ago, right. and I yeah, I I would totally be cool. I mean, I think an organist would be awesome. Oh, be great! Like they have in Atlanta yep. or at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be you know kind of unique to this area, but uh, I I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I wish I wish they completely revamp all the little in-game stuff they do,
1: uh, including the, uh, the, the Deo. Yeah, including <laughs> Deo. Uh, I really, something, I haven't gotten, like, really mad about something in the arena in a long time, just because I know what to expect. But when they play Teach Me How to Dougie after Doug McDermott hits a shot, I wanted to rip <laughs> my seat out of the cement and just chunk it on the floor. I was so mad. I was like, why don't do uh, that? Don't
0: yeah. do that. Uh, oh, but... Uh, I, I should I should go back. We cannot turn off all the crowd noise because that might disturb Draymond Green. Oh and yeah, that's right. We just can't have that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he rarely yeah, complains.
1: Get... So like whenever, right? Whenever, yeah, whenever he voices a concern, we should all really, really do that. Take take note on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question from at basket follower. He says, considering both Billy Donovan, Boos in the playoffs and usual struggles for Dan D'Antoni teams in the playoffs. How much chance do you give OKC in the first round? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave all the playoff questions to John Hamm. John won't be able to come on Thursday, uh, so I'm gonna leave all of the playoff opinions to John for this episode. But I do want people to hear his opinion. Yeah,
0: um, I th- I think the Thunder have an edge in coaching in this series. Um, you look at D'Antoni's playoff record. I think it is. 26 and 33 hmm. and that that includes like an and four stint with the Knicks O and four stint with the Lakers when Kobe Bryant blew up his Achilles and hmm. you know everything fell apart with the Lakers but still if you take that out he's basically a 500 coach in the playoffs um, so I think it is an advantage to have Donovan but again I just I, I think that mem- that uh, Memphis that Houston uh, Rockets machine is just yeah, kind of runs itself. Um, And I, I just feel like that they have probably they've got things figured out as a team that uh, I, I don't know how much Dan Toney could actually like screw that up. But I do give an advantage to Donovan in this in this series to uh, come up with some new wrinkles.
1: He's good, man. Billy D's yep. Good. Uh, next question from the 97 Gunner. Can Sabonis reach his full potential in OKC? He seems to flourish with more ball movement. Is that possible with Russ?
0: So it kind of goes back to what we were, what I was saying earlier about, you know, how the offense uh, looked probably more like uh, Donovan envisioned. Um, I would not, I would not cast a lot of long-term judgment based on this season. Um, I feel like, you know, this kind of became if, if if it didn't start out this way, it kind of became the season of Russ. Um, yep. And. Again, it's, it's these guys have have got their playing time. They've they've got their feet wet in the NBA, um, and some of this is going to be on Russ, you know, to come back next season and you know adapt a little bit, give up you know give up the ball a little bit. I mean, and when I say give up the ball, people are going to say he averages ten assists per game. I'm not talking about that. I mean, like actually surrendering maybe the ball to Oladipo and having him initiate an offense, or you know, actually kind of you know. Yeah, uh, passing off just a bonus and having some cuts and see if some things can can come open. Some of it does fall on Russ, but um, again, I just I, I think this season kind of became, you know, this uh, the, the the season of Russ, and 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 that's fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's just way too early to make proclamations like that. Uh, I think uh-huh. that he. Sabonis, so as the bonus is getting better, Russ is going to not be a supernova every single night, right? He's going to need yep. other players to step up. He's gonna need Stephen Adams to be better. He's gonna need Sabonis to be better, Victor Lodipo to be better, in order for this team to you know rise up and be a better team. And I think that this is such an emotional season. It's such a like there's this the city is heavy with emotion. Uh, Russ is, the whole team is the franchises, Sam Presti, everybody <laughs> and I think that Russ just kind of embodies all of that and has mm-hmm. so much drive and laser focus and vision for this season in particular um, and it's he's just taking all of that and he's putting it all on his back and he's done it better than anybody in the NBA at doing that this season so that's the reason why he's the MVP that's the reason why this season is the way it is Sabonis is twenty. Sabonis is a rookie. He's timid. Uh, I think he's really scared of screwing up, uh, especially with Russell. I think I mentioned that earlier. I just, I think there's just a lot of factors that it's really hard to say. And I think as Sabonis, you know, he's three years into his uh, NBA career. Russ is thirty now. I think that we're going to see a better Sabonis um, and a different Thunder offense than we see right now. I mean, Russ can't do this particular season probably more than one or two other times. Uh, But I do think that he's going to continue to average, you know, close to a triple double, you know, the rest of his prime. Uh, Probably not do what he's done this season, but close to it. Uh, And he's going to be able to defer to other guys and let other guys make plays. Um, Also, like Sabonis, like, on a short pick and roll where he dishes off to if Russ dishes off to him, he's going to be able to make that pass to the corner three. He's going to do a lot of Draymond green esque things as far as passing goes. Uh, I don't think he's going to be as good as Draymond green. I don't think he's going to be as big of an idiot as Draymond green. Um, but he's going to like play (laughs) a similar role. I would guess
0: here's, here's kind of what I'm hoping for Sabonis. And I think this can happen. Um, a not quite as good Lamar Odom.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think a, a better three point, a better three point shooter, better shooter, Odom. not as smooth as Odom, and not like a ball handler like Odom was. But yeah, right, similar role though. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, sure, I
0: yeah, I do think it can happen, but it's kind of reciprocal. Like, the uh, the, the players need to prove, you know, that they can execute, and then Russ is going to trust them to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I do think that can come together. Man, Lamar Odom was good. I missed, so good. He was so much fun to watch. He was one of my favorite players to watch because he could do it all. And he never quite put – his career together and he's, he should I mean, like he just life just kind of got at him because he should he should still be in the NBA right now and in, this is a league where he would flourish because he's 6'10 he's 220, he's a big dude but he runs like a guard he handles like a guard passes well um, he wasn't a great shooter um, but he was capable enough man, I don't know Like he, I think he's well, maybe he wouldn't be in the league today, but at least he should have been in the league the past couple of years because I think he's thirty six or thirty seven. Um, mm-hmm. He's coming up on thirty seven, um, but his career ended way, way too quickly, and he fell off a cliff whenever he went to yeah. Dallas. Uh, that was just that was just kind of sad, but that that dude was really, really good, really good, and, and so again, that that's why I
0: say a not quite as good. Lamar Odom, because I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, not trying to diminish Lamar Odom or trying to heap uh, unreasonable expectations on Sabonis. But mm-hmm.
1: point is, I, 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 do think Sabonis can be can be really good in this league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, from at Caleb underscore Jones underscore after Adams, obviously, who is our best big man? Domas is sneaky good defensively and still developing. I think you have to kind of answer this in two different ways. I think that um, I think that Adams is the best, like you said, but then Cantor is obviously the best big man today. If you said going forward, I think that's kind of a different question. I still think that you could give Cantor the nod there uh, as well because I think Cantor is also getting better. He's still only 24 years old. Uh, but I think Sabonis would be next in line. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm trying to...
0: I'm trying to think about Todd Gibson.
1: Okay. If he's, still yeah.
0: part it, if he's still part of this team next season, I think there's a chance that you could, you could make him that
1: uh, right behind Adams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. His impact on both ends uh, is more than Cantor. I think that he should play 30 minutes a night against the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. Um, yeah. All right, this one I don't really know how to. I don't know. This is interesting. This is from at M Haggard. Keep trade cut Adams, Cantor, and Dunloss. Man, that's a, that's a
0: selfish choice. Um, I just yeah, I just have a problem. Like I, I understand how the the question is phrased. I just have a problem with cutting someone. Yeah. Um, Man, okay, we're keeping Adams. Yes, you got to keep Steven Adams. I think you got to keep Adams. Uh, I could not, I couldn't justify cutting Domas.
1: Yeah, I think that you trade, I think that you trade Domas because I think that you could sell people on his potential still. And I think people think he can be a a decent defender. Uh, Cantor, I think, is the guy you have to cut just because I think. He just is lumped in with all those centers that no one can get anything for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it came down to where, you know, you're for whatever reason, this situation came where you had to, these were your choices and there was no other way around it, uh, probably that's how you'd do it. I,
1: I, I tend to agree. Um, okay. This is from at Tim Kurtz. Let's go there. Where does Russ fall on the all-time point guard list right now? Oh boy! So I think that because you've it, got it, it begins with Magic Johnson, right? It, yeah, yeah, it does. And then, and then, like it gets debatable really quickly. I feel like I mean, you can throw the Big O in there. As, yeah, as one. I mean, John Stockton was a staple. I think Steph Stockton, Cur- Steph Curry should be up there. Isaiah Thomas, yeah. The Detroit Piston Isaiah Thomas, let's clarify that. (laughs) Right, yeah, Detroit Isaiah Thomas. The other (laughs) Isaiah Thomas is good, but not that good. Yeah, not quite that good. Um, Uh, Paul belongs on this list. Steve Nash. Jay Kidd.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Yeah, Jason Kidd definitely belongs up there. Um, So I think you could – I think – if you're looking at tiers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if we if we consider like Magic Stockton, Robertson, kind of like that top tier, yeah, then there's that second tier with a bunch of guys we just mentioned. I think you could. I think by the time his career is over, you're going to have him in that conversation along with Nash and Kidd mm-hmm. and Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas might even actually belong. Well, so does Chris Paul in that top tier. Okay, my top tier is five, deep. Okay. <laughs> Magic, Stockton, Robertson, Isaiah Thomas. I want to put Chris Paul there, but I also have to factor in postseason success. Right. Uh, in which case, you could make a case
1: for kid. You could. <laughs> Jason Kidd was really good, man. That next team was just hot garbage until he got there. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what. I think at this point, I would put him in in that tier right below that. Okay. Yeah, I think like today, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, When it's all said and done, I mean, Russell has still, he's got a a huge chunk of his career left. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's already had postseason success. He's already... Got the triple double. I think if he gets the MVP, then you might even bump him up a little bit uh, if they yeah. want a playoff round. I think that that also counts. Uh, Oscar Robertson has a championship, and that matters. Uh, Magic Johnson has multiple championships. John Stockton has been to several conference finals. Um, I think Steph Curry's up there, man. I, I don't want. He us, is. I don't want him to be, but he is. His his shooting ability has changed the NBA and it has changed how young people look at the game and his two MVPs, his championship. I mean, when it's all said and done, Steph will probably have, you know, multiple championships. I think that that matters. I think that, I think that Russ and Steph are pretty close. I think when it comes down to it, I think Steph will probably have more accolades at the end of the day and will be ranked higher than Russ and, that's just me thinking as like a rational NBA fan and not like fan Andrew because I would rather have (laughs) Russell Westbrook just because of what he's been able to do. But when it's all said and done, I think that you'll have a list that's like Magic Johnson, uh, Oscar Robertson, Steph Curry, and then you could, I mean, I think Russ will have a, an argument there. I think the longevity of Chris Paul is a great argument today, but when it's all said and done, I think that you could see Russ in the top five all-time best point guards in the NBA history. Yeah.
0: So what what you might say about Russ is that the uh, cement is not yet dry That's
1: in right. his NBA career. This is a discovery period. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Thunder... Play the Denver Nuggets tonight in the final game of the season. Uh, the game does not matter in the standings for either team. The, uh, the Thunder and Russell Westbrook have already knocked the Nuggets out of the playoff race. So this will be interesting. I think Russ will play, and I think that the Thunder will likely win. I think that the Nuggets would probably prefer just to lose and give them a chance at you know another lottery ball. Uh, so again if you're going to the game go early this this is historic stuff and uh, look out for our playoff preview on Thursday I'll try to release it that night as well should be out for sure Friday morning we're going to have lots of playoff preview stuff we're going to dissect the series we're going to look at the other playoff series we don't know who's playing who yet in the Eastern Conference the West is set Um, John do you have any playoff hot takes before, before we end here (laughs) <laughs> you know,
0: not yet, and a lot of it is because I haven't, I haven't sat down and really looked at series beyond Oklahoma City, Houston. Um, I can't make the hot take that the Thunder are going to upset the Rockets just yet, if I'm going to at all. Although yeah. I will say they will have the best player in the series, and a lot of times
1: that matters. Do you? Are there any? Are there any teams in the in the West or the East that you think could pull an upset?
0: man let me see i need to go look at those matchups again um i'm trying to think i mean like i kind of this is because i'm a quasi homer but i kind of want milwaukee over toronto Ooh. i kind ca- yeah i kind of like that um toronto's good man they're good yeah yeah their defense uh, is so good but i just don't see you know in the eastern conference i i yeah, I don't see any other. I mean, Atlanta over Washington, which I don't think is even going to happen, wouldn't be, you know, monumental. Um, yeah. I think the Clippers are coming out of that four or five spot, no matter who has on the court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, barring injury, I just don't see a whole lot of other shakeups there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how the NBA is, really, up until the second and third round. It's just typically chalk um except for those yeah. four or five matchups yeah. those can typically be a coin flip
0: right but i yeah i if i had to guess right now if, if i want to if i just have to leave this podcast with a hot take um then i'll say milwaukee upsets uh toronto somehow okay do you have it thunder- i don't fu- i don't fully believe that in my heart but that's kind of what i'm thinking
1: do you have a thunder pick yet
0: uh, my, my initial hunch has been to rockets in six. Okay.
1: So I won't reveal yeah. anything we'll, that I'm going to say yet. <laughs> I, I want to comment <laughs> on it so badly, but I can't, I can't do that yet. Um, but
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those things. If the thunder wound up winning the series, I wouldn't be just, you know, uh, like beside myself. Like I cannot believe what I just saw. No, I do believe Oklahoma city can hang with them. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully if they can keep the games close, I think that's an Oklahoma city's favor because I think they're going to be better in clutch time, uh, than Houston will be. Um, I expect that there's going to be at least one just complete blowout game
1: mm-hmm.
0: where, you know, ro- the Rockets win by 20 plus. And then, you know, the thunder winning a game on the road. That's where I've, that's where I'm really skeptical in this series. I just, they're going to have to do
1: at least one of those. And, mm-hmm. It's a toll order for this team. It really is. Uh, John, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at John M. Ham. we for your stuff on the franchise and at Bleacher Report. And uh, we're doing a five-on-five thing for Daily Thunder. So that will be out. John and I will both be on that. So you can check out some of our kind of uh, postseason thoughts, what's happened with the Thunder, what's going to happen with them going forward. So you can check that out on Daily Thunder very soon and make sure you come to our show on thursday night at anthem come around six podcast at seven and john have a great day man same to you